celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Tall Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora. Jackie Mackley, as you will soon come to learn, is a wonder woman. She is the Australian 2022 Isobody Grand Prize winner. She's an Isogenics executive, the founder of 60 Sober Babes. She's a mum, a friend, a training partner to many, and she's committed to sharing her journey of health and wellness. Advocating and spreading the message that age is just a number and there is always time to prioritize your physical and therefore mental health. Most importantly, she is generous with her time and knowledge. Keen to share her struggles and successes in life, she travels all over doing so. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome Jackie to Tall Poppy Talk. Where and how are you today? Oh my goodness, I'm trying not to cry, Grace. That's amazing. What a beautiful introduction. I'm in Newcastle, New South Wales, on the east coast of New South Wales in Australia. Uh, what was the other question? How are you? Oh, how am I? I'm great. I'm great. I'm really, really excited to be here and I'm super honoured and humbled that you've invited me on your amazing show. Well, thank you. And talk us through what has your day been like this morning? What's a Monday morning like for you? Well, normally um, I, I have a job as well, but today I'm actually on a day off. So this morning I've actually had a bit of a quiet morning. Uh, I have rest days every now and then. So I've had a rest day this morning, spent some time with my morning rituals and um, had a healthy breakfast, hanging out with my dog. So yeah, I've had a pretty quiet day so far today, but I've got a busy afternoon ahead. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm really glad that we're going to be a part of that morning. Um, yeah. And speaking of so much you're doing, always have a lot on your plate. It makes me think like we all have these goals and missions for ourselves. I'll be at some uh, maybe subconscious and we don't even recognize that they're goals, but others are more overt and we create solid plans. We strategize and we think about it. Common ones are fitness. People have fitness benchmarks in whatever form. My myself have evolved it. Maybe used to have been body image or weight, but over a long time it's evolved to focus more on body movement and activity and like how I feel when I'm doing stuff as opposed to that image slash weight and you advocate so passionately and you demonstrate a truly authentic health and wellness lifestyle and you do Mm -hmm. use a phrase I found this online I really liked it of you're helping banish the fear of change and I know Mm. we discussed this so can you talk me through what helping you banish the fear of change means and how did you arrive at this mission statement? Yeah. So it's interesting because my uh, journey of wellness has changed over the years too, much like yours. It used to be around image, but now it's around being strong and healthy and aging in the, in the uh, most healthy way that I can. And so, you know, that mission statement was around understanding my own fear of change. You know, I know that change can be really scary for anyone and, you know, you don't know what to expect. And it's like, is it going to be another failure, you know? And it took me decades of uncertainty. And, you know, I had a, a long, a many, many years of a lack of self-belief and internal confidence. And I always undervalued myself. And I, and I thought about that image, you know, I wasn't, smart enough, successful enough, skinny enough, all of those things. And um, I was really a master of disguise. I really wanted to change, but I just didn't know how to. And so for me, I decided to make it my health. And so I started that journey of changing my health, one decision, 
I decided that I would put my health first. And when I made that decision and my health started to change, and yes, my appearance started to change, but what changed mostly faces on the inside. And so when that started to happen, my confidence grew and I became more open to change and I became stronger on the outside and the inside. And, and then, you know, and then I just started to grow from there. I started to embrace personal development and change lifestyle habits and you know, deal with issues that I needed to deal with and grow more. And so that mission statement is always, for me, it's about being a role model. So going first and showing people that you can change and that it's totally worth it. What I like the most there is you've said you almost started with just one decision because yeah. ultimately where you are, even as you've demonstrated, it fed into, okay, health and then fitness and then food and then making lifestyle changes but that can be really overwhelming when someone's yeah. thinking I want to make lifestyle changes like that's actually a really big phrase so what I appreciate there is yours just started with one decision to prioritize health and yeah. evolves and grows from there and I think that's important for people to hear as it doesn't need to be an overarching lifestyle change even though that's what it can evolve into but it actually begins as something very tangible and achievable in the moment once you make that decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, honestly, all I really wanted to do at the beginning of that journey was lose five to 10 kilos and get on my skinny jeans and look good in a bikini for summer. I had no idea that I was unraveling a, a lifelong journey of personal development, but that's what happened because of that one decision. Yeah. Also, when I was looking online, because for anyone listening who hasn't seen, Jackie does have a lot of online resources that you can access. And I deep dived a lot and I came across a term. So um, just to step back for a minute and ask more of a technical question, there's this term or like abbreviation, NEAT, N-E-A-T. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is NEAT? I've done, I, <laughs> I get this wrong all the time, but it's, I wrote it down. Um, it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically in layman's terms, it's all the energy you use for everything you do when you're not sleeping, eating or doing like sport or exercise, like you would rowing and everything. So it's things like, you know, parking your car an extra block and walking to work, taking the stairs, it's vacuuming, it's doing your housework, it's dusting, it's gardening, it's you know, walking to see someone in the office instead of emailing. So it's a neat kind of, you know, the more neat you have in your life, the more you kind of improve or increase your, you you know, you burn more calories, you, you raise your metabolic rate. So, um, you know, people who have higher neat have a healthier life. Okay. And what must be hard though is I know uh, I work hybrid. So I spend three of the days of the week when work of the work week at home and I have to be really yes. intentional to go for a walk at maybe once or twice a day even if it's just to think because it's so easy for me to not move around because I'm not even yep. in an office um so I, introducing that you know when I came across it I was like I can imagine that through the pandemic in particular neat activities have really reduced because unless yep. you're intentional about it you're probably not doing it naturally yeah absolutely I think a lot of people felt many things reduced during lockdown and some some things increased that were poor habits and some of the good habits decreased so uh you know you just need to do a bit more vacuuming grace you need to do a bit more housework around the place 
<laughs> yeah, I'm in a, my apartment's three floors. So when I vacuum, it's actually, cool. yeah, it is definitely an exercise. That's oh. awesome. No, thank you. That was a that was a technical question I'd come across. Um, yeah. And and speaking of how much I was able to access and research about you, but also isogenics is a bigger thing. Um, you have a consistent presence on social media, which gave me a lot to listen and look at. And social media is a platform. It's a tool. Mm. And there's a lot of positives, but it's also a really dangerous place. I think that's kind of um, mutually agreed upon by most people now. Mm -hmm. So how do you incorporate social media into your life? And mm. is, like, is there a balance? Is there rules? Like how, yeah, how do you incorporate it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pretty much an open book and social media is a platform that I actually love. And it gives me the opportunity to do things that I love. One of them is writing. I love to write. My mother was a writer and I, I love to write. So I, it allows me to do that. Uh, and it also allows me to share my journey. And, you know, my, my true desire is so simple. It's to be open and honest about my journey in the hope that I might inspire some other people to live a better life. And, and that's no matter what their age or what their background or what they've been through. You know, the thing with social media is you don't always know who you're reaching and that's totally okay with me. I don't do it. I don't write for likes and those sorts of things. I write to for my own therapy, but also to reach other people. So, you know, and to hopefully inspire change in their lives. And they are often people that won't comment publicly or um, they might even, they might be people that come up to me and speak to me privately at an event or even message me privately or you hear nothing and that's okay too. So like I said, it's a therapy for me and if it helps someone else and that's wonderful and I try to keep it real though. I'm not fake. Life is not all sunshine and lollipops and as much as I can, you know, I share that and I've, I've carried a lot of trauma and grief from a long time ago and more recently and so do, so do so many people. And these are the things that we need to talk about. And, you know, I've made some changes in my life in the last few years that have really helped me to grow through all of that. And I just want to show people that they can do the same. So it, it's almost like I kind of talk to the, to the woman that I used to be. And does everyone resonate with it? No. Uh, no, absolutely not. But what I do on social media, I do for people that it does resonate with. And I do it with love and respect. And, you know, my social media is a mixture of things. It's my values, my family, nutrition, health, fitness, living a long life, um, facing adversity, um, helping others, humor, raising teenagers, menopause, <laughs> being a mum, you know, grief. It's everything. It's a melting pot. So uh, it can be dangerous. I haven't found it to be dangerous to be honest. I'm pretty authentic on there. So I haven't found it to be dangerous. Um, and I, I love it. I really, really love it. I think for me where that phrase dangerous comes from is ever growing. I'm seeing in various forms, it's curated. People have a lot of curated filtered content oh. go on, for example, Instagram. And we're seeing yeah. health and wellness accounts or influences, whatever that aren't authentic such as yourself yeah. 
And what I can appreciate is you're saying I'm an open book for everything. Good, yeah. bad, the ugly, the pretty. It's yeah. all there and it's coming across consistently. And so we're in particular health and fitness ones of people are seeing such a curated pinpoint of it. Um, yeah. That's where I think it can start to become dangerous because you feel like the person scrolling or what, looking at it is, oh my gosh, my life sucks because yeah, yeah, I'm not matching up to them. And that's just not, it isn't the reality. It's not the yeah. whole picture we're seeing, but it's hard for it not to come across like that, especially for impressionable people, not just young people, mm-hmm. but younger people do tend to maybe have less life experience to counter those. Uh, I don't even, what is the word I can use? Like they're impressionable because they believe it maybe more naive or just they're absorbing it so what I really like with you and your account is it is everything it seems to be very well-rounded and I hope that you're getting positive experiences back but to your point most of the people receiving it really enjoying it probably don't comment very often or they just absorb it and kind of move on you potentially hear from those who don't like it or you see it that way so I hope that yeah. you know from me I enjoy <laughs> thank you thank you it's very positive but um yeah you don't always hear from the positive elements or the full circle full rounded that you provide on your on your platforms no and and that's okay you know that's that's the thing like I uh, I went to an event in New Zealand uh, a couple of years ago and saw a lot of people I hadn't seen for a long time and I can't count, I can't tell you how many people said, oh, we love what you're doing on social media. And I was like, really? <laughs> because I didn't know that you were reading it or looking at it, you know, and, and that's okay. So, uh, and and like I said before, if people don't like what I do on social media, you know, they can hit the unfriend button. That's okay. Social media is almost a small analogy or metaphor of what we're happening in life. And what I like with this conversations I've been having through Tall Poppy Talk is I'm speaking to people like yourself, Jade, Turanga, every like guests I've had, and I say, "Wow, like I really admire you." And they go, "Oh my gosh, thank you!" Like so genuinely touched because they seem like oh, I had no idea because we don't always tell people, which is what I'm really hoping to mm. contribute this narrative to. Is like, hey, if you really do like what someone's doing or you think that's cool, just tell them because they probably haven't heard it, or even if they had, it will bring them a smile. And Nikita yeah. Howard our second guest on the show she just said you know I'm a straight up person and I tell people if I think something yeah if they do that well yeah. and I really like that yeah I liked that too in that interview and she talked about you know even when she's in a restaurant or you know she always makes sure that she compliments someone on what they're wearing and you know that's you like you put that energy out in the world and it you know you get it back and it, it's just it's an amazing thing to do so we should all do more of that yeah speaking of kind of pushing ourselves into new habits new lifestyle decisions I found a video of you from on an isogenic site and you were explaining that prior to kind of committing to the isogenics lifestyle you expressed some skepticism yourself and that perhaps your prior knowledge to that point had been about nutrition or fitness had made you feel a little bit of that skepticism so what ultimately did push you past that and into embracing isogenics yeah it's interesting I was I was a huge skeptic to be honest because I 
Interestingly enough, it wasn't about the business model of network marketing or referral marketing that bothered me because I actually really love that model. I think, you know, we, we don't hesitate to tell our friends about a great movie or a great restaurant. Um, and, you know, why not products that we love that work wonders for us? And, you know, that and companies like Isogenics give ordinary people like me an opportunity to change other people's lives and make a difference in other people's lives. And that's amazing. So that's a very special thing. But for me, it was more around, um, I was a bit more, I needed more evidence on the products. And, you know, I, I was kind of like, no, I don't do shakes. And why do I need supplements? And, you know, I, I knew quite a bit about nutrition. So I needed to know more about the science and the evidence and the research. And I'm a bit of a geek like that. So not everyone's like that. But, you know, when I, when I, like you did your research on me, when I did my research on the company, I found out about, you know, they've, they've got over like 40 odd full-time scientists and so many third party peer review studies conducted by incredible universities and, you know, I guess they offer like a total system and, and our bodies are really complex. And so we need, our bodies need different things and they address that. And, you know, from, you know, the highest quality protein, I don't know if you know that our protein comes from, the whey comes from the Waikato. Like it's, no. it's from our backyard, right? Um, you know, so, and things around managing stress and fasting and tonics for the brain. So I, I got the evidence that I needed and I thought, you know what, I'd done everything else under the sun, why the hell not give this a go as well? So I was massively skeptical and that was five years ago. So there you go. <laughs> wow. I know too, you've shared how impactful and instrumental the community, like the people oh. isogenics have been. And now you've said like you're in the best mental and physical shape of your life and it's just growing in momentum. Mm -hmm. I know you're part of boxing environments, out mm. running dirt and vert um squad, yeah and yeah. this huge global community of health and wellness seekers mm. it's just a wave of new people new practices that mm. have flooded your life and you say the past mm. five years all this newness and positivity and excitement and just different environments I think that's what I was most curious about how mm. did all these new relationships and your long-standing mm. relationships from the prior five from prior to five years ago externally how did all these new and long-standing external relationships impact how you felt internally mm. it's so interesting because I mentioned earlier on that I was a master of disguise and uh, you know, over the years of my whole life, um, you know, I, I, I separated how I felt internally from how I behaved externally. And so, um, you know, I portrayed a very different person on the outside to how I was really feeling on the inside. And so, you know, today as the woman that I am right now, in terms of relationships, I surround myself with people that lift me up, people that have similar values to me people that are interested in health and fitness and personal growth and that are open and who love life and, you know, and people who accept me for who I am. And, and so these days I try to surround myself with people like that. Um, and those kind of people, as you would know, I'm sure, by the people you surround yourself with, they, they make you want to be a better person, a better role model, and they support your growth and you support their growth. So, you know, um, probably the most, 
profound relationship that I ever had in my whole life was the one with my mother. And, you know, she died last year and as, uh, and that, you know, rocked me to the core. And, but as women, we shared our journeys with each other and we talked openly about our experiences in life and even, you know, we became each other's greatest confidants and sounding boards. And she supported me through all of my growth and my desire to make a difference in the world. But, you know, I suppose the way I felt internally has changed a lot in the last couple of years because, you know, long, long, long standing relationships and, and historical things, you know, from as a child had a massive impact on how I felt about myself, you know. And I think... I don't think people realize that things that happen in your childhood can impact your whole life, even into your fifties. People go, you should be over that shit by now. Like, are you kidding me? And that was me, you know, some of, some of my relationships and experience in my childhood were traumatic and they affected me deeply. They changed me as a child and they molded me. Like I said, mm -hmm. the master of disguise and I became a different kid and I carried that into my adult life. And into my 40s and 50s <laughs> so um you know eventually I mean I was impacted on so many levels but eventually I chose change as we've talk, been talking about and I began the journey of unmolding myself and I don't even know if that's a word but you know Grace so many people are stuck because of relationships because of experiences um, that they've had in their lives and you know staying stuck has so many impacts on your on your physical life your emotional life your behavioral um symptoms in your life and I just didn't want to be stuck anymore so um you know I I appreciate all of my experiences the good and the bad and they've made me who I am today and I'm grateful for that uh, even the difficult stuff yeah that's kind of where I'm at with that and 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 you need to make a decision about this internal stuff and for me it started with making a decision about the external and then it slowly worked its way on the inside. For those listening who might not know, I was rowing and rowing was something I actually started quite late in high school. And I loved that environment. I was so fortunate to join. I had a really good coach, a really good couple rowers who molded me and supported me. And then when I came to the States to row, I'd suddenly joined a squad of about 80 girls and I'd never been in an environment like it it was probably the most culturally shocking experience mm. in a positive way because I simple thing I had never heard sports people refer to purely woman like well what are what is she doing just those words of the the pronoun she and as opposed to what is he doing or a champion and they were referring to like a female version of it that had a huge positive impact on me that yeah started in New Zealand and then just because of the scale of the size grew when I um, joined a bigger squad but yeah that was a really positive impact for me because I was like well seeing those people around me achieving really great and just lifting yeah. each other up and yeah to your point the the negative experiences shape us in different ways but the positive ones we can kind of grasp onto and learn from them. We're going to learn from everything that we do. And sometimes there won't always be environments or people we can go to, to help with particular situations. Like what I know we briefly discussed is 
and I'd like to deep dive more into it with you if you're comfortable is you uh you decided that actually I don't have a great relationship with alcohol may it be right it's not contributing to this health and wellness journey I'm on and I know that you founded that kind of social group of sexy sober babes and I wondered and I want to hear from you is that because maybe there actually wasn't a presence of women or men joining together and kind of celebrating the the cool the the sexy side of pursuing a sober <laughs> lifestyle I don't know if that's where it came from but I'd love to hear yeah. more yeah yeah it's interesting sexy sober babes basically started as a messenger thread for a few girlfriends and I who did a six-month alcohol-free challenge a few years ago it was kind of tongue-in-cheek and so um, we were like yeah we can be sexy and sober and so we created this messenger thread to provide support to each other as we went through this six-month challenge and then after the challenge everyone kind of reverted back to life before the challenge but for me my relationship with alcohol for most of my life had been pretty dysfunctional. And it's so interesting that you and I are um, talking because, you know, your mother was a massive inspiration for me, um, you know, wanting to make some changes in my life. Like I, your mum was a, a huge role model to me. And so, um, you know, I was like, gosh, I, 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 I think I want to do that too. And so, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like April 2020, and um, we were going into our first lockdown. And I publicly admitted to a dysfunctional relationship with alcohol on a Facebook Live. And I committed to giving up drinking because I thought this is the only friggin' way it's going to happen. And so, I, I, at the time I joined a group called One You Know Beer, which is an amazing support group. And there was a program there that I followed for giving up drinking and they helped me immensely. But one thing that I felt the group lacked was a place for women, women who wanted to change their relationship with alcohol, not necessarily to give up alcohol, but for us women who wanted that to talk about secret women's business, you know, to talk about some of the things that we didn't want to talk about in front of men. And some of them, those things are quite dark and some of them are, um, you know, a bit funny. But, um, you know, I only wanted to dis discuss these things with other women. So I resurrected Sexy Sober Babes and we made it a Facebook group and it became this safe, lovely environment for women to talk about issues, the issues they had around being a woman and struggling with the effect that alcohol had had in their life. And so that sort of, how sexy sober babes was rebirthed <laughs> and um and it was just a lovely little community of really like-minded women coming together the name's obviously very catchy too which is why I quite <laughs> like it but it is it's it's um not making light but also kind of making it a little bit more fun and yeah th there's obviously everyone's level of seriousness or reasons or motivation might be different I assume going into there but I know I really like that and the name is very catchy um yes. <laughs> and okay another question I have and I'm very curious about this one you are doing a lot across across the board and you're also yeah you're a mum at the same time raising and like raising someone else through their life which is just yeah I can't even imagine 
I have so much more respect as I get older for my parents <laughs> what they do because yay yeah, yeah <laughs> taken 20 something years but that's okay um, there's a lot on the table and there's a lot that you're you're juggling a lot of energy I can imagine so what is a key tip or strategy you employ to stay on top of your game from a mental health and well-being perspective Mm, it's really interesting because as a woman, uh, women tend to put themselves a bit further down the food chain, a bit further down the packing order. They pop everyone else up before them and they don't prioritize their health and their mental well-being first. And really, we need to do that. You know, we, we need to put our health first so that we can be the best version of ourselves so then we can care for the other people in our in our family or you know the people that we care for so for me it always comes back to health um, first and putting great nutrition in my body and <clears throat> focusing on that focusing on moving my body and um and and you know the monkey see monkey do if you've got kids in the house you know they see what you do and you know you you watch your children you see, you watch your parents um, you know, and so my my son knows what my values are, and you know I've got a teenager in the house now, so he knows how important health and fitness and well-being is. So you know, when you start to feel better in your body, your confidence starts to grow, and when your confidence grows, you you can really start to embrace change. So you know, I've got a uh, I get up really early in the morning. Um, or earlier than most people, usually before the birds. And I, but I do that because I, well, I love that time of day, but I like to have some me time. So it's really important for women to prioritize some time. So, you know, I have quite reflective time. I meditate. I've got a, um, I'm, I'm part of a um, personal development growth group. So I listen to um, some podcasts on that. Um, you know, I, I'm very open that I, I struggled with some mental health issues myself. And so, you know, I, I address that. I have counseling. Um, I'm, I, I embrace different therapies for healing and, you know, to manage things. And I, I very much try to spend time in gratitude and I, you know, I, I help myself first and then I help the people around me and, you know, and that's what gives me joy, but I can't do that if I can't, if I don't come from a place of my own solid foundation of health and wellness. Thank you. I know even as you mentioned today, it's a rest day in terms of physical rest day. And even something as basic as that is allowing yourself to rest so that you can perform better on the yeah. day. I'm only just coming around to that idea. And that's something yeah. that any of my teammates will know. If there was a rest day, I'd be out running because yeah. I really struggled to see how inactivity in my mind, I viewed that as being inactive was helpful and now that I know more of the science of okay your muscles actually need to repair and yeah. you need to give them that opportunity you start going oh I, I can translate that to other areas like even with the podcast I want to be doing it all the time there's always something that could be done but I have to actually allow myself that time to rest and yeah because I'm also working right but you just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. And unless you allow yourself to actually rest, then you can think about it. Like everything you've mentioned with your mornings, you're giving yourself time for your brain to get sharp that mm -hmm. you can take the day. And that's yeah. important, but it is hard. And I know I'm very much guilty of that, of thinking 
rest and self time for yourself is a good thing but it actually really is important yeah it really is and you need to schedule it into your life and it's I'm not perfect there are days when it goes pear-shaped but because of the time that I get up in the morning no one is around to bother me and interfere with that so if it goes pear-shaped it's because I you know I've, I've been distracted by something else but you know it's really really important and I found that even with my own health you know when I've worked with um fitness coaches and nutrition coaches and you know they're all it's always been you know you've got to get enough sleep you've got to hydrate enough you've got to make sure that you rest you know all of these other things that people just think they've got to flog themselves in the gym and that's not true that's not that's not how you're going to achieve your goals and so I always um, have a much better session after a rest day and um, you know I'm working on my running and that always seems to improve when I make sure that I've had the right rest as well yep and this is a question now I have that I've had in every interview. So genesis of tall poppy talk. Could you describe tall poppy syndrome from your perspective? And then how has it impacted you? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I come from New Zealand as well. And, you know, my understanding, my understanding of tall poppy syndrome is when people are maybe resented or disliked or possibly even criticized due to achieving success or you know possibly even based on their belief system and so people can kind of get cut down for standing out and you know I think you see it a lot in sports and high achievers and famous people and I never really thought about it and I'd never really thought about it in ordinary people like me until I started listening to your show and then when you asked me to come on the show so you know and I and so I had I reflected on where I was at with it and I suppose for me not everybody is happy about me being open and sharing my life experiences um you know and I definitely in some ways have received some in, in a very small way some strong feedback from people who misunderstand my reasoning or um, would prefer that I don't share my journey but you know my mission in life is to be more open and to talk about things that need to be talked about and you know it's a it's a powerful way to shift um, grief and shame and trauma and all these things from the past is to speak the truth in the present you know and so um, I, I, I used to be really upset about the way people thought about me or you know the judgment um that may have come from other people but I'm I, I'm okay with that now because I have so much feedback that's positive that it outweighs the minority of people that want to cut me down and so you know the healthier and the stronger I become the more comfortable I am about talking about those experiences because you know people recognize themselves in you and they and even what you're doing the amazing things that you're doing in the US you know people recognize themselves in you and they um, they're inspired by that so people don't feel alone when you're happy to share so yeah that that's kind of where I'm at I haven't experienced it too much but I definitely have in my own way thank you and I just today was discussing this with my parents about a lot of Actually, every single guest, yourself included, seems to just have this knack, however they've developed it, of, yeah, maybe I've experienced it, but I just kind of plow on. And reflecting is, okay, 
not everyone has that ability. Like for some people it does actually impact them more and maybe prevent them from continuing to pursue what they do. And so it sounds like for you, there are positives and there are people who you know it's impacting in a positive way. So that's kind of what's kept you going. Yeah. Would you say that that's correct? It's those small positives mm-hmm. or maybe how you feel? Like how have you sort of not disregarded, but you don't let any of the negativity sway you? Well, I mean, I certainly, I don't disregard it. You're right. I don't. And and some of it, you know, has hurt. But, um, you know, I I have some really strong mentors in my life too. And the message that they clearly give me is, do you want those, that minority of people to influence what you're trying to do? Or do you want to focus on this larger pool of people that actually are getting a lot out of what you're doing and appreciate what you're doing and understand what you're doing and resonate with you? So, um, and we grow from the, the pain of those other people. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, sure, it hurts. Um, but, we, you know, you, you, it, just, it just builds your resilience even more. And if, you're, if, you're, if what you're doing is authentic and genuine and with love and respect, you know, I don't think you can go wrong. I'm listening to you thinking that's a soundbite right there. <laughs> That's a perfect soundbite. I'm just like, wow. Um, You are an incredible role model for all. And I'm learning it more through talking with you now. Also, regardless of age, you're just a role model. You're a badass. You're hardworking, infectiously positive, very honest and authentic. And from your personal platform online, as well as the isogenics community, you've, you've been promoted and you're seen as an exemplary demonstration that age is just a number. So mm. what message do you have for those listening who may self-doubt that they're quote past their prime to make those? Mm. Yeah, such a good question because I, I'm of that vintage now, you know, I, I'm of that age when I talk to women about health, it's, you know, oh, I'm over 40, I'm over 50, I'm menopause, just menopause, just this. And um you know, when I was on stage earlier this year as an isobody finalist, I was the oldest person on the stage and I was surrounded by incredible people as finalists, like amazing people. Um, and I won, you know, and it wasn't about having the best body. It was about the transformation, you know, like, and I, I, I spoke about this on stage in Brisbane at an event recently, this we, we got to choose a stage song and I chose the stage song, The Champion. And I came onto that as a finalist, but I didn't play that song because I thought I was going to be the champion. I played it because it talked about being invincible, unstoppable, unshakable, and, you know, about being knocked down and getting back up again. And it resonated with me so deeply because you have to become a champion in your own life before you can become a champion in any other area of your life. And so, uh, you know, making a change to my health was one really easy decision. And, but what came from that was belief and confidence and strength and embracing all the pain points and growing from them. And so, you know, you're not past it. You, 
there's a lady I know in her 80s who was exquisite on the ins, you know, inside and out through her health. Like you, you, age is, it's just a number, you know. My life has changed in so many ways, Grace, you know, that it's never too late, you know. It really, really is never too late. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family to look after yourself and prioritise your health so that you can age well. It's being healthy so you, and the basics, you can spend time with them and you can enjoy yeah. being fit and healthy with them. But yeah. also raising people up, like I know through your journey from personal and from what I see in others is you are inspiring people to, to give it a go and to challenge themselves and realize what they're capable of. So granting yourself the permission to prioritize your health grants other people that same desire and want. Yeah. And it's just so it's infectionally infectiously positive, which is why I use that term because mm. other people see the enthusiasm. And it's not all sunshines and rainbows, as you've said. Mm-mm. They see it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the everything, like I said before. But that's what people need to see is you're not giving a false sense when you're spreading this message of age is just a number. You can make these changes whenever it's a decision to prioritize your health and it's going to bring those up around you. I just, I love that. And I hope hope that you keep thriving and spreading that message because I'm really excited by it. And I know, um, I know you're going to give it to us straight as people, you know, follow on and see what you're doing. And I only have one more question and you didn't know this one was coming, but I've been asking (laughs) at the end of each interview and I'm, Almost thinking I know what you'll say, but if you could have one meal for the rest of your life, and I know that's nutritionally not a good idea, but hypothetically, one meal for the rest of your life, what's it going to be? Oh, I wonder if you do know what I'm going to say. I, well, you can tell me afterwards. You know, I've, I'm really going back to my grassroots. I just, I love a slow roasted shoulder of lamb. Uh, it's in my house nearly every week. And my father and I used to fight over it. Well, it was mutton in New Zealand. But we would stand in the kitchen and fight over all the good bits. And so I I just, I'm really, really into, really into that right now. So I don't know if that's what, I don't know what you expected me to say. But um, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. I love it. I will say I wasn't, I was almost expecting you to say a shake because (laughs) I know that that's incorporated into your everyday. So you did. It's a part of every day. Yes. It's not, it's not everything. It's not all I do. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. And I think we've so quickly spoken about that fact that isogenics is one part of what you do. And yeah. There's literally so much that you're involved with, with physically, mentally, as a mum, as a friend, as a training partner, all the stuff that fortunately for those listening can also jump on board. And if they want to keep up with you, they can, but Mm. I just know anyone listening, regardless of if it's health and wellness, if it's just lifestyle, I think that message of take time to rest and take time to prioritize yourself, it's going to lead to positive lifestyle changes that's a message that anyone can take and translate anywhere so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on tall poppy talk being very honest and authentic and sharing your journey and just 
spreading the positive message. So thank you very much. Uh, it's such an honor. Like I, I was floored when you asked me, as you know, uh, I love what you're doing. I've, I've, you know, we've followed your journey from when you went to the States and we, we're so proud of you. So I love what you're doing. And I, and I think this is a great project and I'm really humbled that you asked me to be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube and the website. Thanks for today's guest.